Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this rainy uh, day in Cincinnati, and thank you for the sunshine that you've blessed Rufus with in Florida, that he gets to wake up and look out the balcony and see the splendor of your sun rising. And, um, and Lord, we know that, uh, the, that the sun will see it again in Cincinnati um, and help us to just be um, uh, content with the rain that you've blessed us with today that's washing lots of stuff away. And uh, Lord, as we recalibrate today, help help wash stuff away in our hearts and minds that needs to be washed away. Things that um, that we need to be dealing with to to just like cleanse ourselves. And that Rick Meyer would be uh, used by you today, God. Um, that your Spirit would speak through him words that help help us identify things that need to be washed away and help us have the courage to do that as well, Lord. So we love you. We love you, Rick. We just ask you to bless Rick and Faye and his boys and his business, God. Amen. Rick, good morning. Hi, Jerry. Thanks. <laughs> it's good, good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, yeah, so this morning I realized that the last several times I've been on here, I've been talk, I've been walking through some Old Testament stuff, and uh, today is no different. The Pentateuch. Oh, it's the Pentateuch. You were close. You beat me to the question. So it's clear that I've been reading in the Old Testament. I'm really not, I, I've, in the past, I've, uh, I haven't been excited about the Old Testament because mm. I feel like there's such richness to all the New Testament books. And yeah. so for the past several years, I've just ignored the Old Testament. Mm. Um, and so I decided I need to jump back in and man, it's been, it's been uh, a wonderful, beautiful journey of, of looking at God's whole picture mm. the whole story i think it's so easy for us to be american and to look at where we are and for me at least i think like this is just the way life is and always has been mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous to think so you know before the the pandemic you think nothing i would think nothing like that would ever happen right and you know and it's like wow i can't i can't believe this is happening no kidding and so all that to say I'm hopefully going to take us on a journey today that helps us to understand the, the arc of God's story hmm. and how it all has meaning and purpose and points to certain things. Hmm. Okay. So um, we're going to pack this idea of God's indwelling presence throughout history. Wow. Wow. It's a mouthful. It's kind of like an old Testament class. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and so I want to start with in the garden of Eden in genesis where um god made everything made man wasn't good to be alone made woman and they hung out in the garden like it talks about how like god was just like walking in the cool of the day mm -hmm. which is such a unique beautiful picture of of that presence with humanity there was just there was uh there was there was peace there was uh harmony there was nothing wrong. They worked and worshiped and it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. Things didn't go well. Adam and Eve. So they get kicked out of the garden and then God. Um, so therefore he interacts with his people differently, right? In the garden, I feel like he was fully exposed and then henceforth he he's guarded, right? No yep. one can see his face. And so I think about old Testament, heroes uh and 
God's communication to them, Noah, and he talked about um, Noah being fruitful, which is the same promise he gave Adam and Eve. He talked about Abraham and blessing him, and and he literally spoke to these guys. Mm-hmm. Isaac, you wrestled with, with uh, no, he wrestled with Jacob. Um, and then Joseph and him leading him, you know, when his brothers papooed him and, and him leading him in Egypt. And then Moses, um, one of my favorite, just he was a friend of God. Mm. No one in the history of, of the earth before Moses was spoke to God like Moses did. Mm. And so there's just these really neat personal relationships God has with people but he really doesn't have it with a community of people yet until we get yeah. to the desert and uh, the whole Mount Sinai thing. And um, he, God leads him out of Egypt and he, he, he says, I want to make, I want you guys to make a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's telling the, the, the Israelites, um, hey, I want to dwell among you. So if you all would make make me a dwelling place. Mm. So they make him. Um, there's some really cool images of what it looks like, that, the tent of meetings and the tabernacle and the Holy of Holies and, and all these different sacrifices and altars and, and, and things made of gold and sapphire and, and multicolored strands of whatever. Mm-hmm. So God um, went from kind of talking with, with his Old Testament heroes to having this indwelling tabernacle experience okay yep then things grew and um then they they grew into this temple so instead of this uh portable tent of meetings and ark and all that stuff they moved into permanent structures and the first temple was solomon's temple and then apparently there was another temple by zerubbabel and then herod tried to build one but all that didn't really work the temples were destroyed, and so uh, that it just didn't. It was not sustainable. So then um, comes Jesus, right? And this is where it really gets crazy. So again, God in the garden, walking them with His people, with Adam and Eve, just this beautiful relational wholeness. Yeah. That wholeness was broken, and there's fractional interactions with God and His people. Uh, and then Jesus comes on the scene. And he says in John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt or or tabernacled among us. Hmm. So it's the same idea that God said in back in Exodus 25, when he said, then have them make a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them. So Jesus is, is, is coming. He's like, Hey, I'm going to dwell among you. Hmm. I'm going to tabernacle among you. And then from a temple perspective, Jesus talks about in John, um, that he's going to destroy, he's talking to, I think the Pharisees and he says, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And they're like, what took like 40 years to build Solomon's temple? And you think you're going to, 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 if we destroy it, you're going to raise it in three days. And clearly he was speaking of himself. Mm-hmm. And so he's taking, he's essentially saying all of God's embodiment and indwelling power in the past is now in me. And I am the temple. I am the word I'm dwelling among you. I have, I've, um, I'm tabernacling with taber- tabernacling, tabernacling. That's a good word. Sure. <laughs> with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. You got any questions so far? I've got tons, but keep going. Yeah. Okay. And then um, everything comes to fruition with the new heavens and the new earth. Okay. And Revelation says, now this dwelling of God is with men and God himself will be with them and will be their God. So we're back to Eden, right? And I think your son talked about this living between the trees. 
in mm. the tree of knowledge and the in the garden of eden the tree trees of life and revelation mm-hmm. and we're in between those now but it's all going to come together right yeah, yeah you see how that arc of kind of mm-hmm. con- continuity comes together and how jesus really comes in and he uh he fulfills that and changes everything he changes the way that we relate to god so in the garden of eden there was this um simple idea of of god asking adam and eve to obey and not even obey a lot just obey one thing like just don't eat of that tree i'm imagining the garden was pretty lush and lush and just beautiful and 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 nice and so there was no lacking of stuff so he only asked them to do one thing and that's the very thing that they did do so in eden the the terms of engagement was just obedience obey me Mm. when they did it and we get into this period of of you know really from eden to jesus the terms of engagement were sacrifice right Mm -hmm. so abraham um he made a covenant with god and they took an animal and they broke it in half and like walked through it god and abraham kind of weird but and then all and then when they um and moses he offered sacrifices to god then they set up this temple this tabernacle sorry and they i mean that's what they did they offer sacrifices and then once a year they came to the most holy of holies to atone mm-hmm. for the sins of all of God's people. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts about that is that they, t- did you notice they tied a rope to their leg in case they screwed something up? Yeah, don't send me in. <laughs> yeah, don't for sure. You or I. And they would literally just pull them out. So I just imagine that one day a year, just That's ridiculous. a lot of stress happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he established these, these terms of engagement and, and the sacrifice is the critical link for them to be near god the blood of those sacrifices established a holy place and a holy people Mm. so the only way that the people could be near god and have his dwelling be among them was through the killing of animals Mm. okay does that make sense yeah that's a weird one for me too yeah it is weird um but all that comes to fruition with jesus Mm -hmm. right so instead of instead of um the high priest offering sacrifice on the day of atonement jesus says i am the high priest and i am the sacrifice Mm. so he takes all of all of history wraps it up in himself and says i'm the word that became flesh i've always existed and Mm -hmm. now i'm here and i'm tabernacling tabernacling among you Mm -hmm. god's people i'm the temple right and uh you can you can destroy it but i'm going to raise it again in three days and so he's the fulfillment of all things Mm -hmm. and so i want to read a couple verses here that um that really draw this connection in and highlight the the beauty of what christ did on our behalf and how that how the story of, of god and his indwelling uh spirit with his people just comes together Mm. so hopefully we we can get this Mm -hmm. hebrews 10 19 to 25 hebrews is a beautiful like it just grabs the old testament pulls it forward and said here's here's what was said and here's how jesus fulfills that it's really cool so it says this therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of jesus 
Okay, so imagine Jewish listeners who grew up with this high priest that was mm-hmm. tying a, pulling him out because he might die. And, and now through Jesus, we can enter that holy place mm. without sacrifice. By the new and living way that Jesus opened for us through the curtain. When he died, the curtain of the temple tore top to bottom. God gave the symbol of an increasing temple, Christ the temple, unleashed the presence of God in the temple of the earth. Since we have a great priest over the house of God, which is Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? He's the ultimate high priest. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. With our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. So just to highlight there that that through Jesus, we get to enter the holy place. Mm -hmm. And we get to have that interaction with God. First Peter says things uh, this way. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk Mm -hmm. that by it, you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So here it comes as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house or temple to be a holy priesthood, to offer Mm -hmm. spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. Mm -hmm. So now we are the temple right? Mm -hmm. It's like you and I are these stones and we build this temple. And instead of God dwelling somewhere else, he dwells within us Mm -hmm. and that we are his holy priesthood. Mm -hmm. So it's like us with, through faith in Christ, we bring all of this old Testament stuff to fruition and to life. And in all reality, God is dwelling within us Mm -hmm. through his spirit. Mm -hmm. So we have, I feel like a piece of this fulfillment now mm-hmm. it's not like it's not gonna it's it's gonna grow and, and be better in the new heavens and the new earth mm-hmm. but as of right now i mean we have huge access to god mm-hmm. which the majority of history never had yeah it's interesting you know really quick one of the things again tra- trying to process this for myself is like an insider versus an outsider and i i can't help but think about rick you and your 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 father dick and your siblings and if if ryan beal and i were outsiders like literally outside of your house but we could we could look into your house and see the the celebrations around thanksgiving and the 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 what it what it must be like to be an insider but i'm clearly an outsider and so i can't help and i can't say the word tabernacling but (laughs) but but the idea of the the spirit dwelling inside of me like and so for context for me is like that I'm an insider now, like I actually belong in this family. So conversely, if Ryan Beal and I are inside your family and we feel like we're a part of the family, like what a great gift that is yeah. to feel, to, to, to be and be and feel like an insider. So mm-hmm. that's just such a warm, comforting. I just get a good, good visual of that this morning, Rick. That's good, man. All right, my friend, it's good stuff. Pray us, uh, pray us into our uh, rainy Wednesday, my friend. Heavenly Father, thank you for the story that you have written. Although it seems confusing at times, it's beautiful to consider how you brought mm. it all together through Jesus. And so I pray that we would be able to 
um, be encouraged that we would be able to see that nothing uh, occurred to you throughout history, but a lot of that happened just so we could understand the fullness yeah. of what you wanted to do with us yeah. and through your son, Jesus. And so I pray that we would believe all the more in him and what he has done and what he continues to do. And that we would, um, we would feel and, and believe uh, and accept your indwelling presence in our hearts today through him. Mm -hmm. In your name, I pray. Amen. Well done.